So, my common racing is going to have to appeal their appeal of the appeal. A new sponsor arrives in the form of a tractor. And we may see 670 horsepower on all intermediate ovals. Ooh! This sounds like fun! Let's get started with the Pace Car Podcast, everybody! Let's go! Alright everyone, welcome back to the Pace Car Podcast, available only on TCG Podcasts and made by yours truly, the Combustion Gamer. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel to watch gaming content, if gaming content is what you enjoy watching. But anyways, we're not here to talk about gaming content, although I could spend a lot of time talking about a NASCAR game in the gaming community that has truly been the worst. But I won't. By I won't say anything about that other than a very simple do not waste your money this holiday season on NASCAR 21. It is garbage. Garbage, 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 garbage. I don't know how many times I can say that. And I don't know how many weird people I'm going to see who actually like the game. It's like, I don't know why you're liking this game. The only thing that's good about it is paint schemes. So we're done with that. Moving on from that. But please... Don't waste your money. It, it, it's it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. But we do have fun news, which actually is very exciting to me as a, uh, a little bit of a gamer, but also uh, just really cool to see as a bit of a... I'm getting... I'm becoming a tractor in... in, in what is the word? Enthusiast. There we go. I was going to say enthusiast, but enthusiast. I'm not sure why I want to be infused with anything anyways. But anyways, so, yes, I'm becoming a bit of a tractor in enthusiast due to a very cool game, game called Farming Simulator 19. Lots of fun. Check it out. That game is worth uh, spending some money on. Not 22 quite yet. Maybe wait until that's a little bit cheaper, but definitely 19. That is a, that is a good game for you on Xbox and uh, uh, PlayStation console players. That's a good one. But anyways, we have Mahindra Tractors, which have signed on to sponsor Chase Briscoe. So Mahindra Tractors will sponsor Chase Briscoe in 22. It will be on his car for the Daytona 500. Cool. I actually do like the scheme. The scheme's really good. I still wish those numbers were farther back, but what can I do? I can't do much. But I do like this paint scheme. It looks good. You get those nice Tony Stewart red numbers on uh, red coloration on there. And the Mustang, it just, the Mustang is the best of all the next-gen cars. It looks good. <clears throat> but anyways, and it will be the anchor sponsorship for the car. Typically, that means it will be have more races than any other primary sponsor. It will also be on the Briscoe Midget cars. So, not only are they sponsoring the Cup car, but they're also sponsoring Chase Briscoe's Midget. So, I think this is a full Midget, not a scale Midget, so... That is very cool. That is very, very cool to see. And I think, um, if I remember correctly, Eric Stepp made a very good point. It's nice to see sponsors coming in to the sport and uh, sponsoring the uh, extra extra racing activities of the drivers outside of the Cup, Xfinity, or Truck Series. It's nice to see them uh, getting down to the local level of sponsoring people down on uh, smaller tracks, smaller fields, smaller series. It is really cool to be able to see that. So I am very excited 
about that sponsorship and can't see the can't wait to see where that all goes. But it's also very cool to be able to see a tractor sponsor come back to the sport. So obviously we have like John Deere. John Deere is like it's sometimes there. I don't know where John Deere is actually. It kind of comes and it goes, and you see it every once in a while. But John Deere isn't really a player in NASCAR anymore as much. Uh, you have New Holland, which is a tractor sponsor, and so. That's kind of cool to see New Holland tractors around at NASCAR tracks. Kind of interesting. And you also have uh, Coyote, which has been at least a... Uh, yeah, Coyote, I think, is sponsoring... They have some sort of race that they're sponsoring? I don't know. Anyways, they're doing something. And so they've... Uh, yeah, they're the official sponsor of the, the Bristol Dirt Race. They have some sort of partnership going on. But anyways, it's nice to see some tractor sponsorship coming into the sport. Because, well, also one of my newfound uh, tractor... My, my tractor, my tractor, and, um, I don't know what I call it, but anyways, enthusiasm, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely cool to see more tractors around, but also just nice to see some of these, uh, bigger sponsors like tractor, uh, manufacturers and retailers coming into the sport, that is very good to see, that is definitely some, uh, not, not necessarily big money, but, um, sustainable money, I would say, it's not, it's not like they're going to be spending a whole lot, but, they have a they got a good business model. They're not going to run out of money super quickly. So they are good sustainable uh, sponsors. That is very nice to see. But I'm definitely excited. Definitely been enjoying the Stuart Haas um, advertising on their social media with like uh, the tractor racing and uh, then the tractor pulling the race car through the field. Just diff different cool stuff like that. I think that will definitely be good as a um, definitely good as a merch plug i think if you can if we can get a if that we can get the next gen car maybe the midget in the in a uh the midget the car and then a tractor into the same t-shirt like very very artsy like in a field with like the sun going down maybe like a farmhouse in the background i think i think um i would i'd almost buy a shirt like that but anyways i'm just thinking all that stuff through but i am very excited about that sponsorship that is going to be very very fun to watch and see how that all <clears throat> goes. We also have a quick story which I just remembered off the tip at top of my brain. Landon Castle has a full-time ride in the Xfinity series with Conning Racing. That is nice to see. That is nice to see him finally get a uh, full-time ride. Uh, he did have a on and off ride with like uh, Morgan Shepard Venture Motorsports. I forget the exact name. It was a weird name. And obviously, Morgan Shepard and his team kind of ran out of funds and stuff, so I'm not able to do that anymore. I definitely kind of wanted to see Morgan Shepard Racing actually get some good sponsorship, because I think with Landing Castle, they were getting some more sponsorship, like they had Blue Emu to some extent. But uh, yeah, obviously that team did not uh, continue on, which is sad to see. But uh, definitely cool to finally see Landing Castle land in a... Uh, if not a top tier team, a very competitive team. I'm not sure what I would call it, but I definitely call it a very, very, very competitive team in that in the Xfinity series. So definitely going to be cool to see. I don't follow it a whole lot, so I'm not totally sure who's the top of the top and all that stuff. But I definitely know that uh, Carling is the one that's usually leading leading the lap. So, anyways, that's going to be cool to see for him. Not sure about his uh, payment in Bitcoin and all that. Not sure if that's going to pay out, but uh, hey. Whatever he wants, let him have fun with that. So definitely cool to see. But let's move on to the next story, which is Mike Homan Racing. 
So obviously with my common racing, they had a official statement which they sent out yesterday, which is today the National Motorsports Review Board voted to uphold the penalty imposed by NASCAR on November 22nd regarding alleged testing that occurred at a charity fundraiser at the Rockingham Speedway. NASCAR imposed a $50,000 fine, 75 points penalty and six race suspension for crew chief Ryan Bell. I want to reiterate that there was no testing being done, not a bit. We are disappointed with this outcome and ruling today. We will be challenging this ruling in the near future. We presented a solid case and are confident that we proved that there was no testing being done that day at Rockingham. This was not done in any way to circumvent the rules set forth by NASCAR. It was a charity event that benefited smiling while sending hope. As we at My Common do a lot for charities, we will move forward and prepare for the 2022 season beginning in Daytona. We want to thank our partners, loyal fans, and everyone who supports MHR. We look forward to seeing you all at the track soon. May you and your families have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Signed, owner and race car driver Mike Harmon. So, obviously, I'm not sure how like all the National Motorsports Review Boards and all that goes on. Um, actually, that's the first time I ever heard that when you have penalties, you go through an, act an actual board to appeal penalties from NASCAR. So, that's kind of a new one for me hearing about that. So, that's kind of that's kind of educational, at least on for my part anyways, to hear that, okay, so there's, it's not just NASCAR when you appeal stuff that you go to, to appeal stuff, there's a board and this and that and the other, it's like, okay, that, that's, uh, that's interesting, that's interesting to know, but yeah, definitely disappointing, as many people said, whoa, he shouldn't have brought his Xfinity cars to Rockingham to, to race, okay, well, if anybody actually looked at the picture, you'd see that one of the cars has the Dodge rear end from it. So that's at least a 2014, maybe 2015 car. Very, very unlikely that that particular car is able to test. And the other car, as far as I know, had a new body on it so that the sponsors could be uh, available. So basically the sponsors, you know, they put a, a body on an older chassis to be able to get sponsorship um, during the event. I mean, you know what, I think that's I think that's fair. It's like, hey, you got your sponsors, you want to give them extra events, extra opportunities to get exposure. And a charity event, I mean, why not? I mean, if the sponsor said, hey, yeah, 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 you got a charity event, come on. Yeah, we want to be on board. We want to help you, you know, pay for the gas to get over there and stuff and help raise money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's like, maybe they shouldn't have used a brand new body. I don't know. I don't know what they shouldn't or shouldn't have done. Um, many would say, well, they just shouldn't have taken the cars to any track to do anything at all. But. In my great and glorious opinion, which is it is definitely great and it is glorious, I must say, I must say, must say. <laughs> Never mind. Uh yeah, it's I don't like the NASCAR rules for a lot of this. So I get that for a track that is actually actively on the schedule, both Xfinity, truck wise and cup blah blah blah. Yeah, you shouldn't be taking a car to drive on it or to test it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll draw the I'll draw the line there as a good compromise for my position. But saying that, my position is also: if you want to take the race cars that you have built as a team, or my common as the owner of the of said said same cars, you have the right to drive your cars wherever you want to. You to, to do whatever you want with, to test whenever you want to, 
They're your cause, it's your team, it's your money. And in that case, it's like, if they want to go test at, um, what's the track that's not on the schedule? Uh, the Daytona Road Course. Daytona Road Course is no longer on the schedule again. Very sad from my point of view, but it's not. If you want to go and race on that track to test out your road course cars, as it is not on the schedule, you're not going to be able to get a good test feel for like uh, Circuit of Americas. You're not going to get a good a good idea of what setups you need for that particular track. You're not going to get the same uh, weather patterns. You're not going to get the same wind. You're not going to get the same sun glare. You're not going to get the same uh, humidity, temps, all that. You're not going to get that. So from my perspective, it's like if you want to go drive your Xfinity car, at Daytona to get one, maybe a, a new driver, more experience, or two, say, also get um, some just some setups to see how the car reacts. You should, and if NASCAR doesn't like it, then they need to fix the rules because NASCAR is not flipping the bill for you to race unless they are. I mean, with the Cup Series and the charter system, you do have that going on. So I'm not getting into that. As far as I know, there is no charter system for the Xfinity series, as far as I know. So, uh, But it's just saying that, it's like, if the Xfinity teams and the truck teams want to go practice at Daytona for, like, a charity event, and they want to test some stuff on Daytona, and then they go race that same stuff at Coda, which is a totally different road course track, I am fine with that. It's like, go and test as much as you want. It's your car, it's your money, your team your experience go and do it that is my opinion maybe people don't like that maybe nascar doesn't like that i don't really care what i do care about is the simple fact of if you have a car and you want to drive it you should be allowed to have the opportunity to go drive it that's with a personal car that's with a race car that's with a team car that's with a fleet car it's like any car that you personally own whether you're a big a company owner, whether you're just a simple person down on the down with the street that has a car that you want to take to the drag strip, go and race it. That is your. That is for you to do. That is for you to do. You know what's going on with all the financials. Go and race it. So, to, with the NASCAR thing, it's the same because that's what they used to do. It's like it was their car that they had to build, and they'd take it to different events and stuff, and then they'd be able to race it. So it just less rules is better Re less regulation is better that is always a good talking point it's like we need more regulation no we don't what we need is more clear more specific regulation what we need is less regulation so if the regulation that we do have needs to be more specific needs to be more simple needs to be more condensed and we need to have less regulations altogether and have nice, simple, easy, laid out, and agreeable to everyone in the sport regulations. That's that's. So I'm gonna. I'm probably. That's probably gonna be one of my tangents, just because that particular stuff with NASCAR rules annoys me. So, anyways, I spent way too much uh, time on that. So let's get on to the next subject. If you don't like that stuff, you can just skip to right now. Uh, sorry, because I didn't give you that option earlier on. So, anyways, guys. We have some next-gen NASCAR news, which I am very excited about. And we will get to in just a moment after I get my sip of coffee here, and then I will be right back. Alrighty, guys, so we are back. 
had a wonderful sip of coffee, loosened up the vocal cords some, and loosened up my tongue, which was kind of sticking to the top of my mouth after that 16-minute spew of mine. But anyways, we are going to read uh, and talk about an article by Bob Pocris talking about the next-gen cars. So obviously, uh, the main point of the article is just that yeah, you got nine weeks until the Daytona 500, and you've had to postpone next-gen test at Phoenix and you do an extra test at Charlotte just to be able to figure out the intermediate tracks so let's get into this and uh, start reading and start talking as we go the urgency comes to a head this week as teams will conduct a two-day test Wednesday and Friday at the Charlotte Motor Speedway Oval there will be a day off between the testing days to allow teams and NASCAR to evaluate potential improvements it's got some issues. Let's be honest, Cup veteran Martin Truex Jr. said. The car is not where it needs to be, and people are scrambling. We've got to make some changes. We need to make it better so we can race with it, put on a show for the fans. At the test last month at Charlotte, the speeds were not only about 7 miles per hour slower, but also drivers said they could not pass the car ahead of them. Why? Two reasons. They are the gas pedal nearly the they are on the gas pedal nearly the entire oval, meaning there is little chance to take advantage of being able to use the throttle and brake to manage speeds in the turns. Very, very important issue there. Definitely very important. The car is more symmetrical, meaning it has the same weight and measurements on both the left and right sides. Because of that, they run differently in clean air versus in traffic, where you could use more weight on the right side to help with side forces. That's interesting how that sentence works. But, anyways, but yeah, so in other words, you used to be able to have uh, left weight, right weight, and you could switch that back and forth with the ballast. Now the cars are don't overly have that, and so you have basically a 50-50 weight on both sides. So that's that, that, I can see where that's going to hurt, especially on banked ovals, because you kind of want more weight towards the left, just so you have all of that, because you, uh, you have the force that you're using going into the turn. All of that grip, all of that force and the speed is sending your car up the turn. So all that weight is shifting to the right. So having the ballast and the weight on the left, that kind of helps equal out the car. So I see where the problem is on that. So that, that's that's good That's good for everybody to know there that uh, that's not that, that's not a good thing to be having. That's also why we're seeing then the car spinning out more. So that's that's why that's going on. So that, that's good to, good to know. There's way, way way less rear side force in the car, so you have to run them so tight to run in clean air, driver Ryan Blaney said. But when you are behind somebody, it's way worse. How loose you are, they're not balanced right. So Ryan Blaney not liking uh, how the car is balanced. What are the answers? What are the answers? The first is to increase horsepower. Love it. The simplest fix would be to restrict airflow to generate 670 horsepower instead of the 550. Why 670? Because that is already what NASCAR is using on short tracks and road courses and making it the same across the board would reduce the challenges for engine builders. I am all for that. That sounds great. NASCAR could also change the drag and rear downforce which we've seen guys. We've seen that uh, they're looking at a small wicker going to the right side of the car to add a little more downforce on that uh, rear wheel which uh, that is smart because uh, they've been having issues with the grip on that particular wheel so that would be a good idea uh, to put over there so 
that's going to be interesting to see. So I haven't I've seen some different racing stuff that they did uh, yesterday as I'm recording this on Thursday. So obviously the test is over, but um, didn't see a whole lot of how that affected. But uh, it's I, I think that should help some. But yeah, there's probably more that they're going to have to do. During a three-car test Thursday in Charlotte, NASCAR tried several changes, including one with 670 horsepower. Joey Logano, Chase Edit, and Christopher Bell participated in the test, and NASCAR refused to comment about any results of the test. But according to some of those in attendance, speaking not for attribution, the test showed progress and calmed some of the panic that had arisen since, November, since the November test. However, with cold temperatures and just three cars, there also was reason to know that any progress was likely just a step, not a total solution. Very true. Different weather temps will affect how the car drives. NASCAR would take what it learned last week and apply it to requests for teams to experiment with Wednesday and Friday. Oh, okay, so maybe there's going to be an extra test on Friday then. That's what that kind of sounds like, so, hmm, okay. Very, very interesting. Uh, then we also go into uh, Hamlin's, Denny Hamlin's concern, which, as a team owner now, he does have some supply chain issues, which are, you know, that they're changing the the, um, the whole package of the car around for all the intermediates, and with the different supply, supply chain issues, uh, they're not getting the cars, they don't have enough time to switch up all the cars and get them ready, so obviously an issue there, so... Honestly, you're going to have to kind of let some of the teams, if you want good competitive cars for all 40 available in the field, I think it's about it's about 40 anyways, uh, to be able to get their cars, but you're going to, let, going to have to let them probably do some in-shop um, manufacturing more than likely. So they're going through that. Uh, do, we do collectively have some good ideas how we can make this car race better and drive better. The car of tomorrow in the 2000s was a mess when we started it and it got better. I hope we can do the same with this car. So that's the finishing statement from Hamlin talking about that. So obviously 60 days from racing, he's kind of nervous that we don't have the parts and we're still switching the car around. I'm not sure if that's going to work. Harvick tested the 670 horsepower package at the first Charlotte test a month ago. Having to lift off the throttle in turns 3 and 4 made improvement, he said. Anytime you can let off the throttle is a good thing for racing. I agree. I definitely agree on that one. Nothing did as much as the engine. There's definitely some things that we tried that everybody wanted to try. The engine is a must, in my opinion. So finishing off his thought there. Uh, Havik, very smart guy there. Knowing, like, yeah, if you want to have good... In the corner racing and stuff, you gotta give us more horsepower. Every NASCAR fan's dream. More horsepower in NASCAR. Please! Charlotte has been a tough track for NASCAR to get a handle on in the recent years. And Harvick said if they can get the car to handle well at Charlotte, it will handle well anywhere. If I was in charge, I would send that press release out yesterday that we would go to more horsepower, Harvick said. I would put 1,000 horsepower in it, but I don't know that... I don't know that I'd have a lot of support on that one outside the drivers. So, drivers obviously wanting more horsepower as well. I can tell you right now, a majority of us fans want a lot more horsepower in those cars too. We want the American behemoth engines that are in those cars to show forth all of their great and amazing American power. In other words, let them roar. Eh, basically, so I'm being a little dramatic on that one, but it's like, come on. 
more horsepower. That is what NASCAR has been built around for ages. It's just the racing with so much horsepower that it's hard to control. That is the basic point. It's like, come on, get that into your brain, NASCAR. What are you doing? Until teams know the rules, drivers aren't really sure about their prospects for the season. Nobody knows what it's going to be yet, Truex said. How do you figure out something that is still changing? So it's going to be interesting to say the least. So that's Mon Truex Jr. coming in again. And then Kyle Busch also added his uh, interesting thought. We don't know exactly where the rule book is because things are changing daily. So that is an issue that NASCAR really needs to fix. They need to nail this down very quickly because you have... You had the start of the season just rushing towards you, and you haven't figured this out yet. So that is what's going to be interesting to see. So thank you to uh, Bob Parkers for getting all that information into one article for me to read through there. But So obviously what we've seen, uh, I think I saw uh, Tyler Reddick spun out, and somebody else also spun in the turn. So obviously in yesterday's test, whatever package they were doing, they hadn't figured out... Uh, the spin issues. So obviously, they hadn't figured out what's going on, why the cars are spinning out. Uh, I think Tony Stewart said it best. It's something to do with the different type of tire and then the aero package combined. And so, at intermediates, that tire has really, with a different tire compound, different tire width and less um, less sidewall. That's causing the car to have uh, less less uh, less less grip going up those turns so obviously you don't have the wheels just slowly kind of bending into the um into the banking as all that force is pushing the pushing the body of the car up the track so you really don't have a good grip going on there and so that's going to be an issue the nascar will have to fix so we haven't seen the racing in 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 the competitive race yet so what is it going to be like how is it going to work we don't really know so hopefully uh my plan is to be at the daytona duels and check out uh the racing in two back-to-back -back super speedway races kind of see how that's going to work which will give me a fairly fairly decent idea about how the daytona 500 will work uh that'll definitely be fun to see the cars up close and personal doing that but it's going to be interesting nascar one main thing nascar needs to do is figure out the rules right now so that the teams can know exactly what they need, what parts they need to order, what they need to do. And so NASCAR needs to hurry up because they're going to have teams breathing down the necks if they don't. So once again, NASCAR isn't communicating very good with the teams, again, because they haven't told the teams what they're doing yet. So NASCAR definitely needs to figure it out and needs to hurry up because they have been extremely slow at figuring out how this new car works. Honestly, with the, the issues that they're still having... Maybe another year of waiting would have been a good idea, but who knows? Uh, it's going to be interesting. So as I said, it's like um, Daytona is going to be important, but the the first probably five races after that is where we're really going to see how these cars are going to work. And so I'm going to be interested to see what like Michael Madow, who's currently singing the praises of the car, is going to say about six races, ten races into the season. What is he going to say about the car? And so it's going to be. I, I, my my tip my my personal jury on what I think of the next gen car is still out. Obviously, don't like where the numbers are, but that's okay. Body styles, eh, actually, kind of like them uh, personally. Body styles are pretty good, especially on the Ford Mustang. But uh, numbers definitely don't like performance. I don't know. 
I'm going to wait and see on the performance aspect and see how they do, but uh, with how NASCAR is doing, different stuff that I've heard, I'm not overly super impressed, but I'm waiting to be pleasantly surprised when I see the action on the track. So anyways, guys, hope you, that was helpful for you. Hope you enjoyed my lovely and amazing thoughts as I think my way through all of these different things, and I hope you're ex excited as I am to see NASCAR tractor merch with Mahindra and maybe some other tractors uh, sponsors that might come into the uh, arena which will be very cool to see definitely definitely becoming a big tractor fan over here so anyways thanks guys for listening and I will be speaking to you next time on the Pace Car Podcast exclusively made by TCG Podcast thanks guys for listening and as I said we'll be talking to you next time bye bye